guys, Jeff Cavalier, AthleanX.com. Today we're gonna to talk about the bench press, classic exercise. Now, it's probably one that you've done a million times, but you gotta make sure you're doing it right all the time because one bad rep on a bench press can lead to a lot of problems, a lot of times in your shoulders, sometimes in your elbows, sometimes in your wrists, sometimes in your chest with a torn pec. You gotta make sure you're doing it right. So I put together a checklist and we're gonna go through it step by step and make it really, really simple so we're making sure you nail each portion of this. The first thing, when you load up the bar, ideally you're doing it in a cage here. And secondly, you're putting a clip on the bar for safety. However, I will point out, as someone that has learned this from experience, if you're training at home, you may not want to use the clips. Why? Because if you get stuck and there's nobody around to spot you, your only option to really get out from under that bar is to dump it. And if the clips are on here, you're not going to be able to do that. So again, not something I advise. I'd rather you set up in a rack to do it. Now, the next thing. This is stupid simple, but look over my shoulder here. What is the placement of the bar in the rack itself? Is it centrally located? Because a lot of times you'll come up and find them kind of like that. And all of a sudden it's already thrown off your, your alignment. And it's really easy, and again, stupid easy to do, but make sure you do it, because it's important. So once we get that lined up, then we look for the placement of the bench in relation to the middle knurling of the bar. And you can see here that we're lined up perfectly. You want to make sure that you're doing the same thing. Now I come in here and I want to know how far under the bar the bench should be. You have to understand that when we lay back down here, my eyes are going to want to be looking straight up at the bar, which I'm going to cover in more depth in a second. So in order to accommodate that, I have about this much room between the top of my head and my eyes. So there should be at least that much room beyond the bar with the bench so that it can accommodate my head. So I'm leaning my head off the back, which I've already done. So now you lean back. Now we sit here and we position ourselves now under the bar. So now come up on top and you can see, as far as the, the bar in relation to my body on the bench, you literally want to be staring right up at the bar. And you can see that I'm, my eyes are literally lined up with the bar in this position so that it sets up my lift off position, which I can explain more from the side here. Take note now of what we're doing from here as far as your grip. You want to know how wide your grip should be. You want to know the type of grip you should be using. When you look at the width of the grip, you have to come down to the bottom to understand where it should be. Now you start down here, I will cover again the fact that the elbow positioning is going to be key. You don't want to bench with your elbows all the way up here in this guillotine position. If you're doing the guillotine press, that's a different thing, but you want to make sure you're using much lighter dumbbells and not trying to load up as I'm showing here for the classic bench press. Because what happens is in this top position, you're leaving yourself no room for the rotator cuff to really operate. And of course, if the weight gets a little heavy and the bar pass starts to go forward a little bit, you're going to get internal rotation that's going to really, really destroy the rotator cuff in this position because your elbows are too high. Your elbows should be more about 75 degrees away from your body here. So if you know that, you set this position up like this, you get your elbows at 90 degrees bent, and you have your forearm perpendicular to the ground pointing straight up towards the ceiling. Wherever that is for you, because again, arm length is going to vary between person, you then reach straight up to the bar from here. And you can see that mine kind of ends with my ring finger on the, uh, the non-knurled part of the bar. So that's what my width would be, so that when I'm at the bottom, I have a fully supported bar with my forearm pointing and supporting the bar underneath. Which brings us to the next question, the grip itself. What is the right grip? There's a thumbless grip that some people will use because they want to look cool when they do it, and that's all set, but what happens if the bar slips out of your hands forward? You're in trouble. So what you want to do is you always want to have your, bar, your thumb wrapped around the bar, but how you approach the bar is really important for getting that right. 
If I come down, which a lot of times people will do, they'll come this way. Okay, I just send my ring fingers where I need to be. I come this way and I grab the bar and then I go and I grab around or I grab this way, around my thumb, whichever is more comfortable for you. This is stronger. But if I come this way, the issue is that the bar is too high on my fingers. So now when I lift off, automatically the bar is going to roll backwards and look what I've done to my wrist. So now I don't have the support of my forearm under the hand anymore, the bar is about two, three inches behind that, and it weakens my pushing power, and it also increases the likelihood that I'm going to screw up my wrist. So what I want to do is I want to come from underneath. So if I come from underneath, now the bar is lower in my hand, and I can wrap around to the right position, but now you can see when I lift off, I have a fully supported bar because my forearm is now directly underneath this, and I'm using the, the, the support and the strength of my bones to actually allow that to happen. Now, when we get ready to lift off, where are we lifting from? These things better allow you to have a little bit of bend in your elbow because look at the position I'm trying to lift from. I'm trying to lift again with a bar that's placed over my eyes, so it's a little bit behind my body here. So if I try to lift from here, essentially it's like a pullover, I don't have much strength here. So if I have a fully stra straightened out arm and I have the, the catches of the bar too high, I have no lifting power at all to get that off, none. So I need to have at least a little bit here that I can actually push because my elbows can still you know, have some, bend, uh, some straightening left in them to actually push off of. Same note, if I were to lower it too low, now I'm also putting myself lower towards the sticking point where I lose some strength as well. So for me, I don't know, it's, it's roughly about this amount of bend in my elbows that makes it really comfortable for me. So now as I get ready to lift, the next thing, I promise you, I'm actually going to lift this bar. The next thing, but this is what I'm talking about, all the setup that's really important here, is if I go to lift the bar, the bar path is now going to be my major concern, okay? Because I want to make sure that this thing comes down not over my eyes, as I talked about, but it winds up over my chest. So that means that the bar path is going to have to come forward a little bit. It's going to have to come down and forward a little bit. Again, if I have my elbows high and I hit the bar path right, that's even worse because now I'm really internally rotating the shoulders, that's how you blow an AC joint. That's how I get this shoulder on my other side here. You can see that it's always sticking up for the rest of my life because I actually popped my AC joint on my left shoulder. I got down to the bottom of a rep, my bar path was good, but my elbows were too high, the internal rotation popped down, and the AC joint was popped. So you want to make sure you got elbow positioning and bar path properly uh, lined up. So and again, with the bar path, we're targeting the chest. The lift off is going to be straight up, get it over your shoulders, and then move it down. Technique, there's only two things you need to focus on, guys. That's it. Number one, foot position, believe it or not. Start down at the feet. These feet should be under your knees so they can actually push. If I were to push through my feet right now, my butt lifts off the bench, or at least I can contract my glutes and my butt lifts off the bench. You're not going to want to actually lift, but you're going to want to be able to push into the ground to give me that counter force to be able to push the bar away from me. So you can see if my feet were out here too far, I have no pushing power there. I can't do anything from that. I need to have them underneath. The next thing is the chest itself. You can't bench with a flat chest. You got to get your chest up. So what we do is we pull our shoulder blades down and back, which again creates a stable base that I can actually push off of. Same thing as I always talk about. You can't fire a cannon from a canoe. You don't want to try to jump from a canoe or jump from sand. You want to jump from a hard surface. You want to be able to press from a firm surface on the other side. So we pull that together. And then lastly, 
we tighten the abs, just make sure that you have a good tightening of your core because you don't want to have any of these leaks, energy leaks throughout the entire body here. Press through the feet, press through the back, tighten the core, lift off, up over overhead, right here. Grip is good, feels nice and simple. It is simple, it's 135 pounds, but the idea is I'm right here. Now, I'm going to lower it down to the chest from here, and again from here I'm going to just push back up and up strong, okay? Again. And again. I mean, super simple because I'm, I'm squeezing the glutes, pushing through the floor, all the things I told you to do. And then when we go to back to racket, again, don't try to racket in one uh, fell swoop from here and up and try to racket. Try to come up to the top. Once you're there, let your arms go back, engage the rack, bend it straight back down. All right? So guys, it's not that it's the most complicated lift that you're going to do because again, you've probably done it a bunch of times, but it's the fact that it's one of the most dangerous exercises to do because there's so many places that you can go wrong and having injured my shoulder already doing it and seeing other guys injure themselves doing this lift and God forbid drop the bar on themselves, you need to know what you're doing and if you have a routine and a checklist that you follow each time, it can go really quick. Mentally, you're going to blow through that and you know exactly what to do, but at least you've mastered this. All right? Guys, put the science back in strength because it's important. All these angles and all these little details, they do matter. They matter to not only your performance staying safe in the gym, but more importantly, to the gains that you see from doing the lift. If you do it right, you're going to see that your uh, performance on this lift will go right through the roof. As a matter of fact, maybe you're missing some of these points. When you do what I just said, you might see your bench press increase by a lot of weight in just a short period of time. Guys, if you're looking for a complete step-by-step -step training program that doesn't overlook the little things because they all matter, head to athletenext.com and get our Athletenext training program. In the meantime, if you found this video helpful, I know it's comprehensive, but it's worth it. Leave your comments and thumbs up below. And I'll be back again in just a few days to do the videos that you want me to cover. Tell me what else you want me to cover. If you want me to break down another lift, I'll do that as well. All right, guys. See you.